All right, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about the eight habits that make you thin. Now, before I tell you what they are, the important thing to really get the value out of these habits is to understand that when it comes to your weight loss, we wanna start thinking in a preventative way. I refer to this as kind of bottom up factors. Typically when people think about weight loss, they think about top down, using their willpower to control what they're doing regardless of how tired they are, how hungry they are, um, how bad a mood they're in. They expect that they're gonna be able to use the willpower to overcome all of that. I don't believe that's possible. So what I'm talking about with these habits, I'm talking about creating bottom up factors that make weight loss a lot easier. Um, habits that make you less hungry, um, help you crave healthier foods, help you have more energy, more focus, more ability to direct your behaviors to do the right things that allow you to live at your goal weight. So let's get into the habits. And again, I don't want to overwhelm you with eight habits. I'm going to list them in order of importance and you don't have to put them all in at once. Uh, you could start with most important ones or the ones that resonate with you most and then work on the rest of them. So the first habit, and this is probably the most important one out of all of them, is proper sleep. To start getting the amount of sleep you need and the quality of sleep you need to really thrive. Uh, because your sleep's affecting everything uh, in terms of your weight. It's affecting your hunger, it's affecting your metabolism, uh, it's affecting your ability to choose the right foods, all of these things. So getting proper sleep is the first habit that you really wanna focus in on. And again, it's, it's quantity and quality. So the quantity, I mean, at a minimum, you wanna be aiming at seven hours, and that's a real minimum. Eight's kind of ideal. And you wanna be thinking in terms of sleep opportunity. You can't control how much you're gonna sleep, but you can control how much you're in bed ready to fall asleep. And so you wanna make sure you're giving yourself at least eight, nine hours of sleep opportunity, ideally. And the ways to improve sleep, that's, that's a whole conversation of itself, but I will tell you this, that sleeping is a skill. It's something you can get better at. So even if you're not a good sleeper, <clears throat> you can absolutely get better at it. And I'll tell you that road goes through relaxation. The more you can quiet and relax your body, the more you can quiet and relax your mind, the easier it is to fall asleep and stay asleep, okay? So sleeping's the first one. The next one is hydration, um, hydrating yourself properly. It's estimated over 70% of the population is at least mildly dehydrated. And if you're dehydrated, what happens a lot of times is you can misinterpret thirst for hunger because in natural environment, we ate a lot of our hydration, you know? And so our body sometimes sends a signal and we misinterpret it as hunger. But in reality, what we're doing is we're thirsty. We need to, we need to drink more water. So adding into a, a water habit where you're drinking enough is really, really important. Again, I'll give you one kind of key tip that I've found to help me here. Don't be trying to drink eight glasses of water a day. Uh, that is way too difficult to keep track of. How much water should you drink? A rule of thumb, and this could be high depending on where you're at, is half your body weight in ounces. Um, but that's just a rule of thumb. And so I would suggest if you have not focused on your hydration and you feel like you're not drinking enough water, just work to make it better. Okay, that's the first step. And what I would suggest, as I was saying, not focusing on eight glasses of water, <clears throat> excuse me, but instead to get a large water container. So you'll see mine right here, right? So I got one big water bottle. And what I'm tracking is drinking one, two of these a day. And it's easier to keep track of one, two than it is trying to keep track of eight, okay? So hydration is important. Uh, the next one's relaxation. Again, another foundational piece to your weight loss puzzle because the more stressed you are, again, the more hungry you are, the less ability you have to eat the wrong foods. Uh, so what we wanna do is, is focus in on relaxation. It can be something as simple, again, if you're starting with zero relaxation that you do in your life, starting off with a minute or two is, is helpful. It does not take a lot. Um, so relaxation is really gonna help you connect to your body, uh, be more aware of when you're hungry, when you're satisfied, and it's gonna support you. And go along with that, and I, and I think they're almost connected, the fourth habit is breathing, you know, proper breathing. Uh, in America, you know, and maybe other parts of the country in the world, um, what we do is we, we tend to, if you look at a baby breathe, their, their stomach goes up and down, right? They're breathing with all their lungs because your lungs are bigger on the bottom. And so that's the proper way to breathe. But as we get older, we try and keep our stomach sucked in and we start breathing really just from the top part of our lungs. And so changing up your breathing patterns and at least taking a little bit of time with the relaxation to do more proper breathing is again, a huge part of being able to quiet your body down, quiet your mind down and support your weight loss and ultimately weight mastery. Uh, the fifth habit is nourishment, nourishing your body. And this is a specific category. It's not about not eating the wrong foods. It's about regardless of what you eat, 
you know, ice cream, chips, pizza, all that crap, but you still want to nourish your body, right? So you almost think of it as a completely different category where you're looking to put high quality nutrition into your body, regardless of what else you're eating. And the point of this is that it satisfies your micronutrient needs. And a lot of people are walking around hungry because their micronutrient needs are not being met. And so their body's sending them a hunger signal because again, your body thinks it's living in a natural environment, you know? And um, it doesn't realize that, you know, we could be hungry and eat a bunch of food and not get any micronutrients, right? If we're eating a lot of processed food. So as you start intentionally finding some time during the day, and it doesn't have to be every single day, but at least three, four, five days a week where you're putting some high quality nutrition into your body. Well, what's high quality nutrition? Uh, I would say, I would suggest uh, plant-based whole natural foods, fruits, vegetables, greens, beans into your body. Okay. I'm not saying meat's bad for you. I'm saying most people are not getting enough of those foods in their body. And those are going to support you and nourish you on a deep, deep level. Uh, the next habit is movement, moving your body more. And I say movement, which encompasses exercise, if that's what you want to do. But I say movement because let's be honest, a lot of us can be extremely sedentary, myself included. I can sit in a chair for seven hours in a row, not moving at all. So when I say movement, Again, it, it's anything, it's walking. Uh, certainly it's dancing, it's doing chores, it's going up and down the stairs, it's doing the laundry. It's doing little things, and then you can build on top of it from there. But again, we wanna start simply. And the more you start to move your body, again, all of that supports your weight loss. The next one is meditation. And I think this one is so valuable. You know, the more that you quiet your mind down, it doesn't have to be a lot of meditation, a little bit of meditation where you close your eyes while you're awake powerful state here, you bring all that mental energy and you turn it inwards and you quiet your mind down and you connect to your body and you become more sensitive, more aware and more in tune with yourself. And believe me, that is a really powerful force when it comes to your weight loss. It makes the whole process a lot easier. And so meditation is a very, very practical tool to help you lose weight. And the final one is gratitude. And this one's important as well because we live in a society where we're always conditioned to want more. And part of that that comes with that is we're never really satisfied with what we've got, right? Because we're constantly bombarded with ads constantly that we don't have enough. You know, we got more than any generations ever had in the history of the earth. And yet we walk around feeling like we don't have enough. And so that gratitude kind of cools the waters of our desires and our nervous system. and. Again, it may sound like, well, what's that have to do with weight loss? I find it has a whole lot to do with it. So as you start to develop gratitude and you feel more grateful, it, it, again, this is a little bit of an indirect one. I'll give you that. Um, but it, in an indirect way, it is very, very helpful. When you really start to step into gratitude, it helps in general. And specifically, it helps because as you start eating better, you get grateful for it. As you start to follow these habits, right? I have a nice bed to sleep and where I can sleep. I'm grateful for that. I get the opportunity to drink clean water. I'm grateful for that. I get the opportunity to relax and breathe. I'm grateful for that. I get the opportunity to nourish my body, put this high quality nourishment in my body. I'm grateful for that. I get the opportunity to move, you know, and be alive. My body works. You know, I'm grateful for that. I get the opportunity to quiet my mind down. I'm grateful for that, right? And so all of these things kind of encourage along the way your path and, and all of them, you put them together, right? So this is one of those, those situations where, um, you know, the, the sum of the parts is much greater or the, the, whatever, the, the whole is much greater than the sum of the parts. Um, it, it just has this, this effect when they're all put together that is profound, you know, absolutely profound. And I think if you commit to some of these things, again, you don't have to do it all at once. Um, but if you commit to these things over time, I think you're going to realize that you have transformed to a certain degree from the inside out into a better version of yourself. And that better version of yourself is going to find it much easier to lose weight and ultimately master it. Okay. So I hope these help you out. Uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I'd love to answer them. Um, Lena says, does dairy cause weight gain? I've gained five pounds. Um, that's a good question. Have you been eating a lot of dairy or drinking a lot of dairy? That's the question I would ask. Um, me personally, you know, I mean, what's dairy for? <laughs> you know, I'm not a doctor here. You know, you make your own decisions. But I mean, we can all agree dairy is a substance that baby calves use to double their size in a year. You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, you know. So it's, uh, what are we going to do? Is dairy causing weight gain? Hmm a lot of calories in it. It's a, a liquid calorie too. So 
you, you know, something interesting is that your body doesn't process liquid calories like it does food calories, like, like solid calories. Think about it. In the natural world, there, there were no liquid calories. Right? Milk. There was milk for a year or two, right? as long as you're breastfeeding. And that was it. And so as, as an adult, there, there was no liquid calories in the natural world. So what happens a lot of times we drink liquid calories is it's not, it's not satiating. It's not satisfying. It doesn't fill us up. So if you have, you know, 200 calories of food versus 200 calories in liquid form, that food's going to be much more satisfying. So again, all calories aren't, cause aren't created equal. And that's very important to remember. I mean, on a technical level, if you just put these calories in versus this calories, it's the same, but the, the, the package that the calories come in has a huge impact on how many of those calories you're going to eat. <laughs> 100 calories of salad versus 100 calories of M&Ms. Yeah, okay, there are 100 calories initially, but you're probably going to eat a lot more of those M&Ms. So uh, dairy, I don't know. I leave that up to you. I stopped, you know, dairy is one of the things I stopped. I still do it occasionally. Again, I'm an all or something fella here. <laughs> Short of meat. I don't eat meat. I eat fish. Uh, I don't eat land animals. Uh, I don't really do much dairy. Uh, and I haven't done that in a while. And... You know, it, it, it depends on the person. One thing interesting about dairy that I, I find this interesting is that, you know, like, like all Asians are lactose intolerant. A lot of African-Americans are lactose intolerant. Uh, a lot of Northern living white people are able to digest, la are, are lactose tolerant, you know? And so a lot of like what you can, how, how foods affect you, this is why what makes it so fascinating, is the way like dairy affects you is dependent on your heritage to some degree, you know? So there, there is that aspect to it. And, uh, you know, but ultimately, I think that I, I certainly, if I wanted to lose weight, and I did, I stopped drinking dairy. <laughs> so that's me, though. But you make your own decisions. What's up, Michikam? Uh, uh, ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. I, I, I eat ice cream. You know, I, I'll eat ice cream. I, I eat it occasionally, though, because I'll tell you what happens, you know. And someone says, ice cream, yum, ice cream wins. It, it does and it doesn't, you know, there, there's so much, you have to understand, like you're in a trance when it comes to a lot of your eating. You've been, you've been transfixed. You've been hypnotized by the, by the food industry. And so, yeah, is, does, is ice cream great? Is it, is it for the win? Uh, it depends. And I've been on both sides of this. So, and I'm, I'm kind of in the middle now. It's a weird thing. So when I don't, a lot of my, my weight loss, weight loss mastery journey really depended on how sensitive I was to the effects of food on my body. And so one of the things that was very helpful to me is I began doing yoga at night. And so all of a sudden, I remember one night I, I was doing yoga and I felt horrible. I was like, what's going on? I feel so full. And I looked back, I was like, oh my God, I had a meatball grinder three hours ago and I'm stuffed. I was like, I eat that way all the time. I never feel this way. I quickly realized that's because I'm usually watching TV. I was like, I'm usually distracting myself. I don't even know what's going on here. I think once you start becoming sensitive to five, 10 minutes after you eat, what's the impact? You know, I think that that changes a lot of things. And I'll tell you one of the things for me, now this is me, so this may not affect you like this. But for me, if I, if I have ice cream and I, I eat ice cream now, but I don't like a lot of it. Why don't I like a lot of it? Because when I eat a lot of ice cream, I get very phlegmy and that's me. I don't know if that's you. There's a good chance it is. So if you pay attention, you may start noticing this. Well, once you realize that, all of a sudden the ice cream doesn't, it's not as appealing. It's not, I'll always order a small ice cream and it's not unusual for me to grab the top. They'll give me two scoops instead of, I just want a small, but they got to give you two because that's how it is. And so I'll take the top, I'll throw it off and there's no feeling of loss. There's a feeling of gain. I'm not going to be phlegmy and I get to enjoy the ice cream. So what this all comes back to, I don't get too deep into just the, the dairy thing because what's more important is it's all about mindset. You know, your weight is dictated by your mindset and you can change your mindset to feel however you want about all these foods. And so that's how you make weight loss and ultimately weight mastery easy and natural. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I can't have ice cream. Oh, I can't have dairy. Oh, I can't eat this. Oh, I can't. I'm not, I don't feel that way. Let, let me put it in your perspective. If you're a non-smoker, it's not because you're fighting off cravings all the time, right? It's because the way you think about cigarettes, you don't, you don't want any. There are no cravings. And if you're a smoker, you're not doing heroin. Why not? It feels good, I hear, right? But the way you think about it, I, I don't want to do it. You see? So it's ultimately your mindset that's dictating your weight because it dictates what food you want to eat. So I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. Uh, so fast till 1 p.m. then eat, but get hungry 12 at night. Yeah, Sweetie Bird. Okay, so this is... 
the, the, the intermittent fasting thing, you know, because I'll, I'll tell you, like, and I'm an intermittent fast. So I want to start this off by saying I intermittent fast because I, I stop eating six or seven o'clock at night and I eat the next day seven or eight. Okay, so that, that's my pattern. Is that technically intermittent fasting? Some people may say no. I don't even know. There's a lot of rules with things. But I've been doing that for almost 30 years. Now, I backed into that, though. I didn't start, oh, I want to intermittent fast. I started off, I want to stop eating at night. And it kind of morphed into ultimately that. Now, what I see a lot of times with, with clients that I'm working with, a lot of them are intermittent fasting or trying to. And the big thing I see is they're not eating for those periods of time. And then when they are eating, they're way overeating because they're so hungry. So... Uh, what I've done more often than not is, is I've worked with these, and I, I don't, my, my program, program yourself tends diet agnostic, you know, so whatever you want to do, whatever diet you want to follow that resonates with you, I support you in following that, okay? However, what usually happens along the path of being aware of how these diets are affecting you is people start to tweak them and change them. And so I've seen a lot of times people, intermittent fast people that are, that are real, you know, into that um, will change that up because they're getting the not eating in the morning or not eating until noon or one, uh, they get really hungry at some point. That's the most common pattern I see in general, by the way, for dieters. I, I, I say this all the time. The, the number one thing I hear people say everything, you know, breakfast and lunch are great. And then the wheels come off the bus afternoon and, and dinner. I say, okay, well, what do you eat for breakfast and lunch? Nothing. Okay. Well, what do you want to eat for, for afternoon and dinner? What do you want to eat? Nothing. You know what I mean? As so we get so fixed and just want to lose weight, we do we have weird ideas. And so the problem isn't the afternoon hunger. The problem is that you're not eating anything for breakfast and lunch to keep yourself, your, your hunger levels down, you know? So, uh, you know, where the problem shows up a lot of times is not where the problem was created. So I don't think the problem is that you've got some weakness of character that you're getting hungry at 12 at night. <laughs> I think the problem is that your structure of eating is is causing you to be really, really hungry at midnight. That's what I think. That's what I would suggest anyways and let you reflect on it. And so I, I remember I, I just worked with a couple weeks ago. We did this and what they did is they were they were not eating till noon and they switched up and they started drinking a, a big smoothie, a big protein packed, nutritious full uh, smoothie in the morning. And what happened is because what they were doing is they were fasting till noon. They would have their noon meal. And then right after that, they would eat another like fast food or something not good. And so uh, now this here, they had the smoothie in the morning and then they hardly even ate lunch because they weren't even hungry. So again, what I'm trying to say to you is not, don't get folks on the specifics of what I'm saying. It's the process I'm saying of how to find that. And I think as you start to pay attention to, well, if I do this, this happens. If I do this, this happens. And if you start testing and tweaking what works best for you, I think you end up with a strategy and a plan that's custom fit for you to get the results you want. Um, Huntington, cottage cheese, low fat. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I don't, I've never even eaten cottage cheese. I eat cheese. So it's like, I, I eat a little bit of it. You know, I, I'm very, I moderate it, but sure. I mean, if you like it and it doesn't make you feel like you like it, sure. Low fat. That's great. Uh, snap. So it's, so we can take in a thousand calories through junk food, a thousand veggies and we'll gain differently. Um, well, no, not, not technically. If you, if you bring in a thousand calories through junk food and a thousand calories in veggies, I mean, technically a thousand calories is a thousand calories. You know, you're going to, you're going to burn them up. The thing is, if you eat a thousand calories in junk food, it's very unlikely that you're not going to eat more than a thousand calories in junk food. You, you see what I'm saying? So, so in a, in a absolute apples to apples, technical thousand, thousand calories, it's the same, but you can't look at it that way because if you eat a thousand calories of veggies, <laughs> to eat a thousand calories of veggies, you're going to be full for like three days. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's a lot. And, um, if you eat a thousand calories of fast food is, is easy, right? That's a, it's a, a happy meal. You know what I mean? And so, uh, and then you're hungry an hour later. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, like you have to look at the context, uh, the, the bigger context of it. And I think that's the real story. And so when they're, listen, the, the diets, the food companies, they got us all twisted in minds with how we think about things. Calories is, a, is one useful way to think about things, but I think it's more important to think about how these substances impact us. Highly processed foods, you eat a thousand calories of highly processed food and you're going to still be hungry and you're going to eat more than that thousand calories. You eat a thousand calories of a healthy salad, <laughs> you're going to be full and satisfied for a long time. That's the big story there. Okay. But, but technically, you know, calorie to calorie, it's the same thing. Mishikam says, Oh my God, I couldn't cut out dairy. I tried all dairy free milks and products, but nothing hits the spot. I try to do lower fat options though. 
Yeah. Listen, here's the thing with dairy. If, if you really want to know, and I'm not going to go into it because I'm, I'm not this, this person because I just want to support you what you want to do. However, I will say, you know, the dairy thing, a lot of it's bullshit. A lot of it is conditioning and marketing, you know, just truthfully. And and I to prove that point, I mean, you say, oh, yeah, it's bullshit. Well, what if I said I got some, I got some cat milk for you. I got a new bottle of cat milk for you. Would you drink it? Dog milk? Would you like that? Right? Oh, that's gross. Why is that gross? Because it's not a cow? You know? What if I said I got human milk for you? I got a bottle, bottle of human milk for you. Would you, would you like it? Right? Is, is that as appealing to you? Does that hit the spot? Why is it just cow milk? Why is it just cow milk and not any other animal milk? Why not have your own species milk? Well, I don't want that. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, what do you think? I think it's conditioning, you know? Right? You don't want that stuff. That stuff's not hitting the spot. So anyways, I, I think with the milk thing, it's just, you know, listen, if it was a necessity, and I always think like the first person to try milk. You ever, you ever go back in time in your mind and think of that? First person in the tribe is like, you know what? Try that milk. Hey, whatever. I don't know why it's just cows. I don't know. But again, every, that's everyone's decision. But if you do a bit of research on dairy, I think it's pretty pretty clear. And again, I'm not against dairy. Like, like a little bit of it here and there, I think is fine. A lot of it, it just seems racked with problems to be honest. That's what I think. And that's the studies I've done. But studies are studies. You know, you do your own studies on that and come up with your own conclusion. But I try to like hit it in a play that, in a way that you can, we can all agree on. <laughs> it's, it's weird that we don't like other animals, milk, other than goats. Right? Um, it takes a while to get into intermittent fasting for me, a couple of months to overcome the hunger feelings. Also have to maintain enough calories. Yeah. Again, I, I'm not against intermittent fasting. I just think that you know, like, like all the diets, the big problem I have with diets is it's always like the one thing, you know, and I don't think intermittent fasting is enough. I don't think intermittent fasting is going to work for people long-term. It's a good tactic. It's a tactic. And, and it's a good tactic. I think it's a, I, I do it, I, I, but it's, it's one tactic out of, out of like many, many, many tactics I have. Do you know, like the diets, here's the thing with the diets, right? They're all marketing. And so they're, they're appealing to overwhelmed, frustrated people. And so they got to make it seem as simple as possible. And so what all the diets do is they all build around the one, one thing, one concept and keto. It's like, just stop eating carbs. Um, intermittent fat, just stop eating for 12, 16 hours. Uh, Mediterranean, just eat Mediterranean food. Just stop eating low fat, just eat vegetarian. It's always like, kind of make it one simple thing so you can wrap your mind around it. So conceptually they want to make them simple. And so you know, I'm here to tell you that's bullshit. You know, your weight, your weight is one of the most like ingrained things in your life. And to change your weight, you need a comprehensive plan. And anyone telling you anything else is fucking lying to you. My program, I think there's three pillars. You know, there's three pillars we master. Mind, and I make a pyramid shape. Mindset, lifestyle, eating. Eating's on the top. It's the, it's the most important one physically that leads to weight loss, but it relies upon your lifestyle and your mindset. Without having a mindset shift and a lifestyle shift, you're not going to change your eating for long. And so the intermittent fasting as one tactic, I think it's, it's good, it's solid, but as, a, as in and of itself, if you're not changing how you think about yourself and food and your health and, and all these other factors, if you're not tweaking your lifestyle, I don't think you're going to last on intermittent fasting for long. That's what I think. You know, prove me wrong. It's the same shit with every diet. Every diet, oh yeah, I lost 50 pounds this month. Well, where are you at next month? Where are you at six months from now? Can I get an update? And so Programming Yourself Thin was, was built on interviewing people that had lost weight and kept it off. That's what it's about. It's about weight mastery, not weight loss. Weight loss is which every diet's after weight loss. And it's about how can I lose the weight the fastest? Programming Yourself Thin is about how can I keep the weight off the longest? It's a completely different approach. And that's why the results are completely different. If all you care about is losing weight quick, we'll just do dramatic things that aren't sustainable. And I'm not saying I've been intermittent fasting for 30 years, but I don't look at it as prime. I'm not just intermittent fasting. I have all these other support systems under it. And without those support systems, I wouldn't be able to not eat at night. That's my opinion. But good for you, Rachel. If it's working for you, and again, this is, I'm all about supporting what's working. So again, whatever works for you, great. Okay. But for the majority of people, it's not going to work. And that's just a fact. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> uh, I want to say, snaff. Yay, I understand what you're saying. Cool. Um, Huntington, eat protein first, bypass five years ago. Okay. Uh, snaff, we age, calories affect us different. Yes, that, that's a bit true. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, how you feel about the 100 days eating fast food, cutting it in half, and still losing weight? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I see that stuff. You know, the guy just did that with the, the processed food. You know, you can lose again. A calorie is a calorie. So if you're like, if you're trying to prove a point, if you're trying to get famous on YouTube by, because <laughs> uh, you know, what a, what a pitch that would be. You know, if I could do McDonald's commercials and shit, um, like Jared, right, with the subway thing. Never mind his personal stuff, but but even the, the idea like you're gonna eat, you know loaves of bread and lose weight, um, but but it, it proves the point that that literally because does amount of calories, right? And so yeah, how do I feel about 100 days eating fast food, cutting it in half and still losing weight? Uh, I think that that's it can work obviously and it works, but I think in the real world, I think that if you're not like really focused and motivated, I think ultimately that food's gonna win. I think it would take a tremendous amount of willpower to only eat half the fast food because, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> I think it's bullshit. I think, again, it's a gimmick and it's a, anyone can lose. It's like it's fucking Oprah Winfrey. It's all these Weight Watchers people. I think they're the, the best example of that, right? Because they always get the celebrities, right? And they're like, OK, we're, you're going to be a spokesperson for Weight Watchers. So can you lose some weight for a year and then we're going to use you in our ads for the next five years? You know, and so it's like, well, listen, I'm going to give you a million dollars to lose weight and be that spokes brand for some diet. Couldn't, wouldn't you have some more motivation there? Yeah. Right. But, but you're just you. Do you have that motivation? No. And so that's what I think about that sort of goofy shit. You know what I mean? It's not a long-term strategy, you know? And, and on top of that, if all you care about is weight, you know, um, then I'm not the person to listen to anyways, because I wouldn't eat that fast food. Shit. I don't eat fast food because that's coming down the pike, man. You know, the whole processed food thing, you know, is the cigarettes in the fifties. And you heard it here first. If you didn't know this, you know, this shit you're putting in your body is literally killing you. And, um, I'm not being dramatic. It's shortening your lifespan and it's making you sick and unhealthy and unhappy. And so not going to convince me that's not true. And, uh, you know, if that's the stuff you want to put in your body, who gives a shit what your weight is? <laughs> so again, I like being a certain weight, but I do this way more so I can have the energy and be the person I want to be. I, I feel incredible. You know, that's way more my focus. So anyways, what to do after a huge binge? Great question. Um, I think what to do after a huge binge is you you look at it and you learn from it. Okay, there's, there's no space for denial or beating yourself up. Those don't change anything. I think you look at it and you try to, you seek to understand it because behaviors run in patterns and that huge binge is not the first time and it's not the last time. And there's patterns around it that will let you know why it happened. And so the two big reasons for huge binges, number one is you're over-restricting. You're, you're cutting too many calories down. You're getting so hungry. You can't control yourself. The other one is emotional. Um, you've got emotions you don't want to feel and you're using the, the food shame cycle to kind of avoid that. Usually, those are the two big. There can be other reasons, uh, but those are the two big ones. But after you do binge, what I would suggest is that you, uh, is you learn from it. What, what happened? You know, take a step back and look at it. This is a huge part of the program yourself. Then program we have the redo and rehearsal technique we do every night. Redo technique. What was going on? You know, what mood was I in? Where was I at? Who was there? How hungry was I? What foods were around? How prepared was I? Understand it. And then ask yourself the question, if I go back in time knowing what I know now, what could I have done differently? This is going to be way more valuable to you than saying, oh, I'm fucking binged again. Oh, look at me. I'm a loser. And I'm never going to do this. That whole, fuck that. Stop doing that. Okay. Start learning from your mistakes. That, that's the number one rule of program yourself. Then learn from your mistakes. Your mistakes are your greatest teachers. Okay. And people never do that. What they do is they shame themselves and beat themselves up and feel like crap about it. No need for that. Let's just change it. Learn from it. <laughs> Milk is gross. Um, wasted calories and dairy, but I still love my ice cream. <laughs> I get it. And that's what I mean. Like then eat, I eat ice cream. So it's like, I'm sitting here talking all this shit about dairy. I still eat ice cream. You know what I mean? So again, and that, that's a whole conversation of itself. Like weight loss is such a weird thing because it's really like a managed addiction. It's a lot of spending, a lot of cognitive dissonance, you know, like I'll talk about sugar, like it's cocaine. I equate it to cocaine in a lot of ways. Um, because literally it lights up the same parts of your brain. It's a powdered substance that's concentrated that affects our nervous system intensely. Um, so there's that. But then I also give it to my kids. Ew. You know what I mean? So that's, that's an uncomfortable place to be. But I think, you know, you've got to be somewhat uncomfortable with some of these things because what we're after, I would suggest your goal weight really should be the weight that gives you the best quality of life. And I think this is important because a lot of times people just pick a, a number arbitrarily and they don't take into account that your weight doesn't live in a vacuum. You've got to live a certain lifestyle. You got to eat a certain way in order to achieve it. And so, you know, for me to like never eat ice cream again, I, that would make me miserable. I wouldn't like that. I like having ice cream sometimes. Um, but if I, ate, oh, if I ate ice cream the way I used to, that, that makes me feel gross too, thinking back to that. So again, there's a sweet spot. 
And, and it's in that gray area. It's not black and white. Weight loss in America in the modern world is not black and white. You, you've got to get comfortable with that gray area, I, I think. You know? um, but yeah, and again, there's no wasted calories. If you enjoy it, it's not a wasted calorie, I believe. Um, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle that needs changing. Yep, lifestyle change is the only way I've had long-term success. Yeah, it's great. Oprah lost her weight clean. She was really who she was. Now felt like a million bucks, but then, yeah, when she gained all her weight back, she said now she feels like she's ever had. She can't be trusted. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't even know if Oprah was, I'm thinking like, what was her name? Jessica Simpson, I think. I think she was a weight loss spokesperson. Oh, the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, like the, the person who's doing like eating the fast food diet and losing weight, uh, I'm, I'm not disputing that you can do that. I, I, I don't think anyone is, I hope. You know, if, if you are, it just, it's a complete lack of understanding of weight. You know, it, it does come down to calories. But what happens is you go eat McDonald's every day for, you eat three meals at McDonald's for a year and you tell me if you lose weight, you know, like you're not going to get any, you're not going to be in a podcast, you're not going to write a book, you're not going to be famous for doing it. You tell me if you lose weight, because I think you're going to gain weight because I think it's almost impossible not to overeat that food unless you have some huge other overriding factor. You know, for most people, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're trying to lose weight with, with fast food, I just think, I don't know, whatever. Uh, got wrists, any food you cast? Not sure what that means. Purge. Hello. Hey, Casey. Jennifer Parkin can suggest to get down. Can suggest to get it down, please. I'm not sure what that means. Um, what programming languages would you recommend to start with? What programming languages? I don't know what that means. Uh, the programming language we use is your imagination. Because <laughs> your, your imagination is the language of your subconscious mind. So we use imagination to reprogram your subconscious mind so that you do the things that keep you at your goal weight, get you there and keep you there. Um, it's like a first date. Nobody chows down and asks for seconds. Months later, the real us comes out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. What was your highest weight? Uh, I, I was over 50 pounds heavier than I am now. I don't like giving into the numbers because it gets all weird. Ozempic for Oprah. Oh, is she on that? Is she on Ozempic? Oprah bought 10% stock in Weight Watchers. Of course, she recommends. <laughs> Shame on her. Yeah, okay, Snapple. How about this one too? Uh, for all of you, if you don't know this, uh, you know, because we, we looked at the diets, right? Diets, show me how to lose weight. Well, there's, there were wolves in sheep's clothing. Did you know Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Heinz? <laughs> Did you know that uh, Jenny Craig was owned by... Nestle. Did you know that Atkins Foods was owned by the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon? Did you know that Slim Fast was owned by the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream? Unilever? You know? And just along that vein, do you know the food companies? Do you know that, uh, let me get these right. Do you know that Nabisco and RJ Reynolds merged? They're the same company now. Did you know that the parent company of Kraft was our, uh, What's, what's it, Phillips? What's the Phillips? I'm blanking on it. So they're the cigarette companies. You know, the cigarette companies in the 70s saw the writing on the wall, you know, in terms of people recognizing cigarettes cause lung cancer. And so they divested and went into the food industry. And they brought their same shitty mindset of creating the most addictive products possible and marketing them as aggressively as they could. And here we are, you know. And um, I'm not blaming them 100%, but I'm giving them a lot of the blame for where we're at. So... Yeah, it's hard to trust anyone these days, you know, when it comes to weight loss. That's why you feel so confused, you know. But the biggest trap you're in is your mindset. Your biggest thing between you and losing the weight and living at your goal weight for the rest of your life is your mindset. And that's because your mindset has been infected by the diet companies and the food companies. And, uh, you know, you can't see your way out of it. You know, so you're trapped. And everything you try as a solution is diet-oriented. And... You know, even to the point, like, you can't even separate weight loss from dieting. How are you going to lose weight? You know, do you either like, oh, I'm going to diet or you get surgery or you do the medicine, you know? And it's like, there's not even a mindset option there. I mean, what, what mindset program would you even think of? I can't even think of one. I had to create this stuff. I've been doing this 30 years personally, 20 years professionally. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I read 50 books a year. I'm obsessed with this and I had to come up with my own plan because there's no one. I would have just, I would have been happy just learn from some. I would have loved that. It was fucking hard, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm, why am I passionate about this? If you don't know, my, my dad died when he was 54 of a heart attack. I was nine years old. I was, I'm not going to let that happen to me. And 10 years later, I'm 50 pounds heavier. Could, couldn't stop myself walking right down that path. And it's just the grace of the universe, you know, dropped 
just this knowledge on my head. Literally, literally. I took a semester off from college and one, two months, I got exposed to neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, Tony Robbins, meditation, yoga, martial arts, guitar, all of these things, you know, all at once kind of just like kickstarted me, you know, in a different direction. And uh, I've been on this path ever since. But, you know, if you wonder why you're stuck, look who you're trying to learn from. You know, the diet mindset is the most toxic thing when it comes to trying to lose weight. So it's hard. Uh, and all of them are owned by a pharmaceutical company. Companies aren't in it for the money, not our health. Yeah, I mean, obviously, right? So you got to take it upon yourself. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't recall the amount of billions are spent by consumers towards dieting. Yeah, it's a billion-dollar industry. And the dieting, again, the, the, so, so the dieting mindset, it's a Russian nesting doll, you know what I mean, of, uh, of, of thoughts, right, and, and, and paradigms, concepts. But the outermost one of the diet is that I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. So you think of it as a temporary, you think of it as a temporary thing. And if it's temporary, you might as well get it over as quick as possible. So you say, okay, give me the fastest way for me to lose the weight. And that pretty much is what dooms you. That, that's, that's this, it's set. The die's cast. And so as long as you have those outer frames of, I just want to lose weight fast. I just want to get the weight off. You're going to choose extreme unsustainable plans. And again, I use the metaphor of like, you know, if you had to do a lap around the track, you're like, you're starting off and you're sprinting 100% as fast as you can and you're making about a quarter of the way around the track and then you can't go anymore. <laughs> then you go back to the beginning and do the exact same thing. You keep doing the same thing. You keep repeating the same quarter. You don't even get a quarter into it. That averages, 39% uh, people can't make it past a week on a diet. 75% can't make it past a month. I'd like to see the number. How many people can't make it past a day? You know, I think those numbers are low. But... You know, here we are. So, yeah, so what's the difference? I mean, the difference is, again, if you get nothing else out of this, stop with the weight loss, right? Stop trying to lose weight and start focus on mastering your weight. Because tell me this goal isn't more accurate to what you want, that, that you don't just want to lose weight. You've lost weight before and you put it back on. Is that what you want to do again? No, but that's how you're articulating. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. Start saying, I want to return to my goal weight and live the rest of my life there on near autopilot. Is that not what you want more of? You know, so, uh, you know, that's why the hypnosis is so important because ultimately you, you are your own best or worst hypnotist because you're up in your head talking to yourself 24 hours a day. And what you're saying is keeping you at the weight you're at. So until you change that internal dialogue, until you turn, you know, change your subconscious programming, it's going to be very difficult to change your weight. So Lizzie says, you're talking about me hundred percent. Yeah. I, I'm talking about everyone. Everyone wants to lose weight. I'm talking about you. I know your mindset more than you do. Believe me. Believe me. I really do. Because I study the subconscious mind. And so I know the subconscious things that are keeping you stuck at your weight. That you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part that knows why you should lose weight, wants you to lose weight, knows what you should do, and tries to get you to do it. It's where your willpower is. Your subconscious mind is the part of your mind that runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And so when you go on a diet, what you're trying to do is you try and use your conscious willpower to stop your subconscious programming from doing the wrong shit, right? So let's just say you eat at night, you snack at night. Well, that runs automatically. You don't have to remember to crave snacks at night. That just happens on autopilot, right? And so you go on a diet and you say, oh, the craving comes and the desire to snack on that happens. And then you say, oh, I got to stop myself. You know, and so it's this process of trying to, you know, repress and fight against your subconscious programming. And it lasts for a little bit until you get tired, bored, sick, distracted, and then this fades away. And then you just go back to doing what you always did. And I've been, you know, I've seen people, they've been on a diet for a year, two years, and they lost the weight. And then all of a sudden something happens. And what happens? They go right back to what they did. So again, it would program yourself. Then what we're looking to do is your conscious mind to reprogram your subconscious mind. So that your subconscious mind starts to automatically do things that keep you at your goal weight. I'm not sitting here dieting. I haven't dieted in 30 years. I'm not counting calories. I'm not restricting myself. I'm not... I'm not fixated on my, my eating. I've got it all pretty much laid out on autopilot. So to give you an example, it's kind of like brushing your teeth, right? That's a habit that you installed and now runs pretty much automatically. And, uh, and, and you, you know, you're aware that you're brushing your teeth or if you didn't, but most of that behavior is just auto on autopilot. And so that's the part of your brain that you need to focus on to change your weight for good. And you ain't never doing that. You never even heard this, this understanding of your mind. You probably just heard. Which is another point that you all hear, listen to this, you've probably been trying to lose weight for decades. And the fact of the matter is, you know as little about how to lose weight now as you did before you started your first diet. You know? You want to lose 50 pounds and you don't, you don't know how to... I'm not saying this to be rude. I'm just saying this to, to prove a point. But it's like you want to lose all this weight, but you don't even know how to lose like five pounds. 
you know? So um, it's important for you to recognize that, though, because you think, like, oh, no matter what I do, I can't lose the weight. Well, no, because everything you do is the same. The diets are all the same. Yeah, the, the specifics are a little different. Oh, I'm going to stop eating for 16 hours. I'm not going to eat carbs. I'm just going to eat Mediterranean. Whatever. The specifics are, are different, but the process is the same. It's someone saying, here, do this, and then you're trying to force yourself to do it with your willpower, and it doesn't last long. You know? Many of us eat because they find comfort in some area of our lives. We need to find that pain or place you're not happy about, address it, and try lifestyle change. Yeah, I agree, Snap. I agree 100%. That's what programming yourself then is. It's, it's literally, it's understanding these subconscious processes are going on, becoming aware of them, and then resolving them and dealing with them. Lizzie says, for five years, I've been doing the same thing. And long story short, I'm still the same way. Yeah. I, again, I, I don't, it's, it's I, I'm proud of you for recognizing that, you know, that that's, that's an important piece of the, the process here. Um, you know, because once you realize you've been doing the same thing and you're getting the same results, then you can start working on changing it up. You know, doing things different. But how different? You know, so again, if you if you have stumbled on this, congratulations, you know, watch a bunch of my videos, go to my bio and click that link and go get my program. Um, go get the free hypnosis session I give you, you know, watch my podcast, listen to my podcast. There's things you can do. But I would suggest you start focusing on program yourself is an inside out process, right? It's an inside out approach to mastering your weight. And everything you've been doing is an outside in process. You're trying to just change how you're behaving. And um, that just never works, unfortunately. Um, how can I get my BMI down? Jennifer says. Uh, yeah, I mean, the way you get your BMI down is you you reduce your calorie intake, you know? Your weight's a reflection of your your... Uh, average calorie consumption. And so if you reduce the calories you consume and maintain the same amount of, you know, movement and exercise, you'll start losing weight and your BMI will go down. Um, so that's the secret there. I know it sounds easy. Like, yeah, that's the thing with weight loss. It's so frustrating is it's like conceptually, it's the simplest thing on the planet, right? I mean, all you got to do is just eat different, eat less, you know, consume less food, move more. Um, so that the concept's easy. The actually, the ability to get yourself to do it's the hard part. Right. And um, that's why the diets are like carnival games where they make it seem really easy. But then you go to do it and you're like, oh, this is harder than I thought. You know, and no one ever addresses that because, oh, you're just supposed to buckle down and do it. Don't pay no gain. Just do it. And, uh, you know, that ain't going to do it. You know, if you're going to like like that's the weird thing about people is like they think they're going to be like the same person and just lose weight, though. You know, so it's like you've been struggling away for 40 years and you think you're just going to wake up one Monday and then all of a sudden just eat perfectly from that point forward. Like when you look at it that way, it's, it's silly to the extreme. It makes no sense. And yet that's the delusion that a lot of people are under and that's how they're operating. You know, that all of a sudden just one Monday they're going to wake up and just all of a sudden not eat carbs ever again. Like it's, I don't know. Is that really, is that really going to happen? You know, you, what happens when you've tried it in the past? What what goes on? Yeah. Hey, what's up, Susan? I was just thinking about it the other day. Hello, Jim. I'm working the program so I can change my mindset and as a result, losing weight. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah, again, I mean, well, program yourself then. I mean, you're transforming yourself from the inside out. You're changing how you think. Well, how do you change how you think, right? I mean, there's a lot of ways, but the easiest way is that the program is delivered right through your phone, you know? So the first day of the program, you wake up, and there's a message from me. You click on it, and it brings you to a five-minute hypnosis session. You listen to that session. It's got a core weight loss mantra in it. And so now you've started your day off. You're relaxed. You're calm. You've connected to the best version of yourself. you got this good idea popping through your head. It makes you want to be healthy. And you just go about your day. <laughs> you know, the next day you wake up, another, another session. Ultimately, it was eight weeks, 57 different sessions, 57 different core weight loss mantras going into your subconscious mind. You know, it becomes a new habit for you. And it changes the way you think. And when you change the way you think, you change the way that you eat. So what are you doing? Are you going to just start intermittent fasting tomorrow again? Are you going to start keto again tomorrow? Like, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. There's got to be a better way, right? It's got to be. <laughs> oh, there is. There is a better way. Yeah, go check out the program. Get it. Is it about mindset and changing habits? Love your advice. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's why I do it. You know, it's really all about habits too. You're, you're right about that. Um, the mindsets kind of precede the habits, you know, because without the right mindset, you won't, you know, go forward with anything. But uh, 
yeah, ultimately it's the habits because again, what are we talking about? I said like talking about toothbrushing, it's all your habits. Your weight is a reflection of your habits. And, uh, you know, and that's just one more point. Like you have no, no ability to change your habits. You don't even know what your habits are. I bet. In the mindset section of Program Yourself, then it's six sections. It starts with motivation, then your self-image, then habits, then how to deal with your emotions, then how to think like a thin person, then maintenance. You don't, you mean, don't wait till you lose the weight to do your maintenance. You got you to gotta figure out how to maintain from day one to day two, week one to week two. <laughs> Maintaining once I lose the weight. You got to work on that now. Back to the habits, though. How are you trying to change your habits? You're trying to force yourself through willpower to act different. Do you understand the neuroscience of habits? Do you understand like what habits are in here? Would that be helpful if you did? <laughs> like, I mean, how could it not? I don't, you know? So it's like, is it, is it that hard? I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that even my program is easy. You know, it, it all takes work. But uh, at least it's a path that makes fucking sense. You know, the dieting makes no sense. The idea that some, like what, how are you just all of a sudden going to eat different on a Monday? Like someone explain that to me. What, what, why, why would that happen? If that, if you could do it some Monday coming up, why haven't you done it in the Monday's past? And what's the difference between the past Mondays and the Monday that you're anticipating in the future where just all of a sudden you just do it? Like it's, it's, it's strange to the extreme. And so what makes a lot more sense is just to get started now. Uh, I mean, here's another viewpoint of it with the diets. Again, there's another part of that dieting mindset and there's another toxic, you know, damaging part of it is that with a diet, it's all or nothing because you're going to start by changing everything, right? With a diet, you jump in 100%. You start off being perfect, perfect eating. And you try and stretch that perfect eating as long as you can so you can lose the weight the fastest. And that's why it's all or nothing, right? It's all. And then you make one little mistake and it feels like catastrophic. It feels like you totally blew it. And now it's nothing. And, and that's the... That's the pattern you've been on and will continue to be on if you just diet. So program yourself then. We start with the, your worst eating habit. That's what we focus on because it's manageable. You're overwhelming yourself with the diets. It's, it's too much. You're changing everything. It's so wrong. It's estimated we make over 200 decisions, food decisions a day. And so you think you're just going to wake up one Monday? What? You're already exhausted and overwhelmed and tired and feel like shit. And then all of a sudden you're going to add all this extra stress and work on yourself and you're just going to thrive and succeed with it perfectly? What? Why? Why would you? <laughs> it's weird. I keep going back to it. It's weird. It's weird. Every time I talk about it, it's just strange when I really get into it and think about it. It's, it's odd. Now, why do you do it though? That's the more interesting part to me because that's the hypnosis. People say, oh, I don't know if I can be hypnotized. Well, you're already hypnotized. The diet's got you hypnotized because that's a fucking stupid strategy. The dieting strategy is so stupid. Well, how are you doing it? So I don't know if I can be hypnotized. I was saying, you know, you know I hypnotize a, a dieter. You know, there's one question that puts dieters into an instant state of hypnosis. Well, what's hypnosis, right? Hypnosis is the bypassing of the critical faculty. You're bypassing the critical conscious mind and you're speaking to the subconscious mind. So how do you how do you hypnotize a dieter? What 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 question puts them into a state of hypnosis? A state of a state of hypnosis where they bypass their critical faculties, their ability to think logically and rationally, and they just want to think in an irrational, subconsciously uh, associative way. You wanna know what the question is? It is? Do you want to know how to lose 20 pounds in a week? Would you like to know how to lose 20 pounds in a week? <laughs> yeah. As soon as I say that, it's like you start, you're like, I know, no, I don't think, no, how, how can you tell me, please, please tell me how you lose 20 pounds in a week, right? It's so all of a sudden you, you can feel that process happening to you where you're a logical, rational, normal, smart human being. Then I say, you want to know how to lose 20 pounds in a week. And all of a sudden you just... Kind of like, oh, please tell me. Please tell me the secret. There is no fucking secret. I mean, at 20 pounds in a week, I mean, I guess if you starve yourself, if you, you know, sit in a sauna, you don't eat any, you know, salt, uh, you, you know, exercise a lot, take laxatives, you know, maybe that's 20 pounds a week, you know? And you fucking, you know this. But when I say it, you just, you can't even resist. Go, go, please tell me. Please tell me there's some magic, magic thing. 
You know, that's hypnosis. And that's what the diets keep doing. They put you into that state and then they sell you their dumb shit, you know? And the dumb shit is just a dumb plan usually. And why is it a dumb plan? Listen, is is ketosis and keto, is it dumb? No, there's some logical ideas about it. Like the idea that we got to cut refined carbs down makes a lot of sense, okay? Intermittent fasting, the idea that we have to eat less, chunks of time where we eat less and give our body a break makes a lot of sense, okay? But the idea that you got to do it exactly like this, no carbs, no carbs, no vegetables. <laughs> as soon as you start hearing these things, I don't want to eat vegetables and fruit because I'm worried about the carbs. Take a step back and, and evaluate, you know, reevaluate things. Lizzie says, my biggest problem is that I know what to do, but I'm just not doing it. That's not your biggest problem. Your biggest problem is you don't know what to do. I, I, and I, and I'm, I'm joking with you, Lizzie, a little bit, but I hear that that's the number one thing I hear people say, I know what to do. I just got to get myself to do it. No, you need to learn how to get yourself to do it. It's like, <laughs> right? It's like, let me put it in a different perspective. You know, it's like, it's like saying like, oh, I know how to play the piano. Right? I've never played the piano before, right? And it's like, I know how to play the piano. You just push down on the keys in the right order at the right time and you're playing songs, right? It's like, what, what are you saying? That doesn't, that doesn't mean you know how to play the piano. Yeah, of course they do. You just push down the keys, right order, right timing. Simple, you know? And it's like, no, it's a process of learning how to do it. And so the idea that you have this vaguest-ass concept, oh, I need to cut the calories down. Oh, I just need to get rid of carbs. I just got to intermittent fast. I just got to do that, and I just got to do it. What? What? No, you give me a break. You got to practice it. Let me give you an example of what I mean. Like, even if you know how to do something. So you, know, you all know how to write, right? You can all write with your hand. Okay, so you know everything there is to know about writing. Uh, can you do it with the other hand, though? Yeah, because information, knowledge, doesn't equal behavior. Just because you know how to do something doesn't mean you know how to do it. And this gets to the very core of weight loss. Yeah, everyone knows what to do to lose weight. You all know enough what to do to lose weight. The big problem is you don't know how to get yourself to do it. And you never fucking try to figure that part out because all you do is, just, oh, it's going to willpower it. I'm going to willpower. I know what to do. I just got to get myself, I got to force myself to do it. I'm going to wake up one Monday and I'm just going to magically be motivated. I'm just going to, there's some magical day out there. I'm just going to turn into a different person. How long have you been saying that? Why would it happen as you get older? Like, it's just weird. So anyways, program yourself. Then you just start where you're at. Let's be fucking strategic and logical. Let's stop trying to change everything all at once. And let's start with breakfast. Let's start with your worst eating habit. That's good. Let's just listen to your session. Start relaxing. Start thinking more clearly. Start thinking like a thin person. Start using the program yourself then technique at night. Review your day. Prepare for tomorrow in a hypnotic way. Start getting a clear idea of who you want to be. You don't even know who you want to be. Do you know that? Do you realize that you don't even have a goal of what you want? Because your goal is what you don't want. You don't want to be overweight. You don't want to be an overeater. You don't want to be out of control. You don't want to be miserable. Your whole motivation is built on what you don't want. And what you're doing is you're creating a subconscious vacuum for what you do want. You don't know what you want. I just worked with a client today. It's one of my, my celebrity clients, right? So to work with me privately is, is a lot of money. This is a very, very successful, very, very intelligent person. And we get into what do you want? Who do you want to be? And they go, uh, I don't know. My brain feels like it's broken. I don't know. Yeah, because you don't, you don't know who you want to be. You never spend any time thinking about who you want to be. Your thinking, and this is the hypnosis that you don't realize you're doing, your thinking is constantly revolving around the problem. You're constantly asking questions like, why can't I stick to this plan? Why can't I eat this fucking food long term? Why do I keep doing this to myself? Why can't I lose the weight? What's wrong with me? Why can't I stick with anything? Am I ever going to do this? And it's all revolving around the problems. And what it's doing is it's subconsciously programming you to be overweight because you're always thinking of yourself as that person. When is the last time that you have asked yourself, who do I want to be? What is the best version of me? How could I lose weight easily and comfortably in an enjoyable way? How could I make my weight loss nearly automatic and on autopilot? How could I enjoy the process? How could I have fun with it? When you, when you ask that question, and I know the answer is never, and that's why you don't have the answer to it. Well, I have those answers. And that's why I'm able to master my weight comfortably and easily. This has been a transformation. But I'm, I'm programming myself differently by asking better questions. And um, so getting back to it, though, the, the idea, like the solution you need is not another plan. I could sit here and I could sell diets. 
<laughs> I could sell diets all day long. Um, but I, I, and I have done that actually. I have a diet that I, I, I did have, but I couldn't, I hate it because if you just tell someone what to do, they're just not going to do it. Cause the problem is they don't know how to change how they think, how they feel and how they behave. That's what program yourself then is. That's why I feel like it's the only program I can't even, I've been around the block with weight loss. I have not seen any program like this. I don't know. Do you not think that's your biggest problem? Like, <laughs> right? If you were a robot, right? If you were a robot, you could just type in what you're going to eat all day. And then you're a robot. So you just did that. Would you have any problem losing weight? Yeah. The problem is you have almost no ability to change your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. You have no ability to change your behaviors because all you have is willpower. So you got a short-term ability to change it. You know? Anyways. Um, Susan says, I'm eating veggies and fruit, just nothing processed food. That's great. That's great. Um, he just says, weight loss is entirely brain work mindset. Yeah, absolutely. For the first time in my life, I'm successful with the weight loss. Great job. That's a great job. Yeah, it's all, all that. Leslie says, yeah, this makes so much sense. It does make sense. I'm out here. I feel like, you know, it's a, uh, you know, I come out here and say this stuff because again, it's life or death to me. This is so serious. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't even give a shit about you wearing a bathing suit to the beach. I, I want you to do that's fun. But this is about life and death to me. You know, this is trauma from my childhood. My dad dying when he was 54. I'm nine years old. My brother's six. And it's like, fuck, that didn't have to happen. That didn't have to happen, you know? Um, so for me, the motivation here, and this is the reason I do these lives. It's the reason I do these videos, you know? <laughs> like, uh, it's uh, I do it because it's like a mission. Because it bums me out. Because it's not, it's the lifespan that I want you to live as long as possible, but it's also the best quality of life. You know, always feeling bad about your weight and always trying to lose weight and always thinking about food. I mean, it's like, how much of your day are you spending thinking about that? I ask people this all the time, 50, 60, 70% of the time. It's they're obsessed with thinking about food and weight and all the rest of it. And that's, you know, the next thing you know, you look back and you're like, oh fuck, that was my life. That was my life. I spent my life thinking about how to lose weight and never did it. And feeling bad about my body and feeling like shit and feeling tired and feeling sick. You know? So so it's like, it's real stuff to me. That's why I get on here and do this. Just do all this shit for free. <laughs> yeah, I got coaching programs and I got things, you know, but it's like, I do this, uh, I do this because I want to help you out with this, you know? And I want to try and wake you up out of the trance you're in, the diet trance, you know? So you don't feel like, oh, I've tried everything and nothing works. You know, nothing I can do. No, you fucking haven't tried everything. You haven't nearly tried everything. You maybe you've tried every diet, you know, but you haven't tried. You haven't tried mindset work. I know you haven't, because where would you have learned it? I, I mean, it's been it's been I've spent over twenty grand. You know, I, I feel like on my weight. You know, through certifications and programs and trainings and learnings and all this different stuff, and uh, and just I've been obsessed with five thousand private weight loss sessions. You know, um, so. I know, I know it's taken a lot of time and effort to learn it. And so I, I share it with you all because I want you to give you at the very least a glimmer of hope. And um, at the most, you know, you get the program and you, you use it and you just thrive. You know, that's the goal. You appreciate it. I'm glad you appreciate it. Thank you. That makes me happy. And that, that's all I'm looking for. You know, I just, I want to, I want to help you all. I love seeing that stuff. I love, you know, people using this and watching this and, uh, you know, making it work. What's up, Kelly? Hi from England. All right. Love hearing this. It makes so much sense. I appreciate that. It's so funny. I've had so like a lot of people from England lately uh, joining the program. And uh, I always love working with people from England. I'm a big fan of, of it's like, I don't know. I, 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 there's a lot of people in all, both countries, but a lot of the English people in the program are like smart and like not bullshitters at all. You know, there's not bullshitters that are American too. Okay. But a lot of the English people are kind of very straightforward. So anyways, so yeah, that's my piece. I got to go. Um, one of the things, if you do, if you do decide you want to move forward with me ever, um, it's pretty cool because right now I just made another version of the program, uh, that's available. Well, without coaching, I'm not gonna talk about that yet. Cause, cause if you do, I want, I want you to do the program with coaching. I want you to get coaching and let me work with you. You know, if we, if you join the program and, you know, I was talking about my, my, my celebrity client there, you know, it's $25,000 to work with me privately one-on-one. -on -one. Um, but I got a coaching program, you know, it's just the whole program and you work, you get the opportunity to work with me twice a week. I'm about to do one in five minutes here, twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday, you know, we do live calls and, uh, you know, I can, uh, 
I can straighten your ass out quick. <laughs> and so to have the ability to work with someone, you know what I mean? Like, like outside of yourself is just one of the most valuable things when it comes to change. You know, think about yourself, like things you've learned, you know, like even school. It's like when you do something that feels hard or challenging to do it on your own is just a lot harder, you know, for a number of reasons. So anyways, if you want to learn about that, you can go to my bio, click the link and you can see about it. But even if you don't, I understand even that investment uh, is too much for some people. And so I just recently made, uh, oh, so you didn't get the call? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, I will get that. I will get that to you. Uh, yeah. So there's still a version of the program now, even that, that doesn't have the coaching, you know? So, and again, it's just, it's the most comprehensive weight, weight mastery program you'll ever see, weight loss program you'll ever see. So anyways, it's there. If you want to check it out, I'm going to get out of here. You can see me, obviously all the TikToks. I got new videos coming out. Go check them out. Like them. Uh, I have the podcast program yourself. Then, you know, listen to that. Uh, and I have a YouTube channel, Jim Kitsoulis, where I put a lot of stuff up there. And uh, a lot of things that'll help you out, okay? And, and not even just weight loss, but other things as well, all right? So uh, thank you very much, everyone. Have a super day, and we'll talk soon. Bye.